Thanks for listening to the One Voice Podcast. It's a safe place for conversation on relevant topics with real life stories to encourage and inspire you along life's journey of healing from sexual abuse. I'm Mary O'Brien with Nicole Braddock Bromley. Today, our guest is a really special young lady I met a few years ago at an award ceremony with Role Model Magazine, and uh, Sanaa Javani was speaking and sharing her story, and I was just so inspired by not only her story, but her heart, just for young girls especially, uh, to be able to learn to love themselves again. And her story is really inspiring and empowering, and she's taken it all over the U.S. and the world to be able to empower young women um, to love themselves again. And she started this amazing international natural day. And Sana, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us. Could you share a little bit about your story and then talk to us too about natural day for those listening that don't know what that is? Yeah, for sure. So the part of my story that really, really did inspire the nonprofit was um, I remember being in the seventh grade and, um, you know, I was having pretty normal school year worrying about all the things that seventh graders worry about. And um, I remember it was my spring break and I just woke up one morning and found majority of my hair on my pillow. And I was terrified, as you can imagine. Wow. Um, you know, yeah. And, and it was hard because it was, it was all in one night. Um, I just like didn't know how to cope with it. Yeah. I just like looked down and I knew something was different even before I saw my hair or like knew it fell off. I just like felt in my heart that like something's wrong and something's different. But when I did realize, like, I, you know, I like touched my head and I, I, I realized it's gone. And at first I didn't even have the courage to look in the mirror. I kind of just froze and I sat there. And when I did decide that, you know, I needed to do something, I couldn't even go downstairs. Like I couldn't even go see my mom. I called her and I just told her like, hey, so this happened we need to go buy a wig. You know, I was not concerned about anything else. I was just concerned about covering it up. And, oh, yeah. Um, I didn't let anyone see me. I just, I, I barely even looked at myself. I looked maybe for a second because I just, like, couldn't stand what was in the mirror. Um, and I just really, really struggled with that. So, um, you know, I I bought the wig and I thought, this will fix everything. This is the solution to everything. And it wasn't. Um you know, I never changed how I felt about myself on the inside. And um, also, the wig really appeared to be like fake hair. You couldn't, it didn't like blend in, which some of them are, could be really good about it. But ours was bought really last minute. Yeah. Um, and we've also never had any experience with wigs. So I'm I'm pretty sure my mom went to like some kind of like sketchy year around Halloween. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so like this did not look real. Um, so, you know, I, I, put, I put that on and, um, you know, I thought, okay, like hopefully this just fixes everything. Um, but I went to school school and like the kids could really tell it was fake. Mm. Um, you know, I got mean notes in my locker. Um, for some as intense as like 50 ways to go kill yourself. Ugh. There was like always gum and food in my wig. That's awful. Oh. Yeah, kids... Kids can be really mean, and I think I was realizing that. But um, despite it all, I was realizing, like, no matter how mean people were to me, the things I said to myself were so much worse. Mm. Um, and that really inspired me to get on this self-love mindset and start working towards 
um, acceptance. And of course, like I tell the story, like it was a fast process, but this was all over the course of two or three years. And Mm -hmm. um, when I finally found the courage to accept who I was, I decided to go without my wig and just found this like undescribable joy unlike anything else when I um, did go without my wig and I did accept myself. And Mm -hmm. so I started the nonprofit to kind of spread that to others. Um, And it was, it was pretty cool. And um, I know you mentioned International Natural Day. Mm-hmm. The kind of inspiration behind this nonprofit was um, what if there was a day on the calendar where people could just love and accept who they are mm-hmm. um, and let go of their one insecurity. So for me, that was my wig. But I believe that in a way, everybody has a wig, um, you know, something that they use to hide and right. um, cover up. Yep. And so I said, what if there was a day where we didn't have to worry about these? And I chose February 13th, the day before Valentine's Day, because I think it's important to love and accept yourself before others. and Before others can love you and accept you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's important to love yourself and fully appreciate yourself before you can fully do the same for others, before others can fully do the same for you. And it's crazy. Like, after I started loving and respecting who I was, I was better able to stand up for myself. Mm-hmm. But the bullying really died down. Um, I was, my relationships improved. Like I hadn't felt close to my mom and my friends and family in months, but after I learned to love who I was first, I was able to invest in other relationships. So I think that's like really the spirit of the date, like that I chose. You can provide so much more for other people if you're at peace with yourself first. Wow. What a powerful message that you're sending to people. Um, I'm just thinking back to in ninth grade when you decided to remove your wig. Was that a long process for you, Um, you know, building up your confidence and just self-talk, getting to that point? Or was it just like you woke up one day and you were just like, I am just done with this wig? What was it? When I speak to students and like teach them about self-love, I always say self-love is a practice. And um, I think that's so important to remember because it really doesn't happen overnight. Mm -hmm. It's just like, you know, a muscle, like you have to work it out for it to be strong. And mm, good point. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's just like not something that, cause I think I, I often like kids hear my story and the way I have to tell it within like a 30 minute assembly, it seems like a really quick turnaround. Like, wow. Like she just got this magic feeling and now she's better, but that's not how it works. It's the feeling you work towards. Um, it's something that, you know, doesn't happen overnight. It's not easy. And so the same way when I was going without my wig in the ninth grade, I um, I actually made the decision that I wanted to go without my wig probably first semester, by the end of first semester, eighth grade. And so I spent all of the next semester in that summer, just like taking baby steps, practicing, like reversing some of that language. Like I used to look in the mirror and say like all these mean things to myself, but then I would have to like force myself to say nice things, even if it felt silly. So I started taking like all these little steps to practice self-love and everyone's timeline is different. Um, That was just mine in that particular situation. So there's nothing to ever feel bad about or feel like you're behind because it is different for everyone. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was definitely a process. It, it took so much time. I kind of remember the turning point. I like came home from school and my mom had this um, letter in her hands and it was basically saying that I had to repeat the eighth grade which broke my heart for a lot of different reasons because I used to love school. Like I was the kind of kid who got really excited when like school supplies were on sale and just mm-hmm. like waited for the school year every year. Like Aww. that was my thing. Yeah. Um, and I guess I realized like 
not only did I lose my hair, I lost my relationship with my mom. I lost my love of learning. There's so many things that I lost because of this one physical thing that I lost about myself. And I think I, I, I just wanted to find, you know, the girl that I used to be. And so um, that's what really, that's the day that kind of like pushed me and inspired me. I think that was like my rock bottom. I decided like, okay, something needs to be done. And so I started, you know, dealing with my mental health issues. I was dealing with self-harm and depression. So mm-hmm. I started seeing a therapist um, and getting help for that. I started really pushing myself to get better. So it was it was a hard process. It wasn't easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a process I still go through to this day. Like, it's not like I wake up every day and feel perfect. Like, mm-hmm. it's still a practice. Um, and I think it forever will be. Just like, again, when you are dealing with um, your physical health and you're dealing with working out, you can't just go to the gym for a month and expect to stay healthy your whole life. Like, mm-hmm. it's a practice. Like, it's something that you have to ingrain to who you are and um, how you live. Yeah, something that you're walking out every day. It's not just this temporary, okay, that issue is dealt with, close the chapter, moving on. It's it's always kind of hanging around there. Exactly, exactly. That's really powerful. I think um, for those who are listening that, you know, have gone through something like sexual abuse, we can relate so much to that, that just lifelong journey of healing. And, you know, some days are harder than others. And some days mm-hmm. we wake up and we don't need that wig, um, whatever that coping mechanism might be. Um, and we can just freely go on with our lives and we're really bold and confident in who we are. We know that what happened to us wasn't our fault, um, you know, and we're living out our purpose. And then the next day you can wake up and you want to hide again. And you pick those coping mechanisms back up that worked for you at one point and you're hoping they'll work for you again. And you're masking your pain. You're walking into the office and you know, you're slapping a smile on your face at school, but it's not really what you feel inside. Um, you know, they say sometimes you just got to fake it till you make it. But I do think there comes a point in time where you've got to decide for yourself, what is health going to look like for me? And, you know, your story of saying, I can't do this anymore. I need help. I need to get, you know, I need to talk to a therapist. I need to take some really huge steps as far as looking at myself in the mirror every morning and talking to myself. It might seem silly, but sometimes it helps. And, you know, for those who are listening who, um, you know, faith has been a big part of their healing journey. You know, sometimes there were points in my life where I had to write down scripture from the Bible that reminded me of who I am and slap it on my mirror, put it in my car, and I needed to be reminded of those things. And um, we have to care for ourselves first. And I think that's really really powerful in your story, knowing that you did that even at eighth grade. Thank you. Yeah, no. And I I think it's so important, like these tangible little kind things that you can do for yourself, because if you think about it, you would do it for a friend. Like if you had a friend who was struggling and you wanted to, you know, write down some scripture for them or write them a kind little positive, like, oh, you're awesome Mm -hmm. note for their mirror, you would do it in a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. So why does it become so hard to do these things for ourselves? And I think that's why it's all the more important. Like we need to advocate and be there for ourselves. I can only imagine that as you started this journey of, you know, getting the courage to step up and embrace, you know, what you're, what you're dealing with and and the foundation, what has been the response from those around you, your peers and people you've never even met before as you're out speaking and traveling? Yeah, the response has been absolutely amazing. I know that what kind of inspired the whole nonprofit at first was the response. Um, so I made this video in the ninth grade when um, I was going without my wig. And it was just this video where I was saying, 
hey, this is who I am, and I'm not going to hide anymore, and I pull off my wig. And when I posted it, I kind of just locked off of Facebook, closed my computer, and went to sleep because I was so <laughs> scared of the comments. <laughs> I had been bullied so much that I was like, you know, I don't want to change my mind about this decision. If anybody yeah. says anything mean, it'll, like, kill me. So I just I, I decided, like, okay, we're not, we're not reading social media, and we're just going to go to school, and we're going to be bold, and it's going to be okay. So when I went to school the next day, I um, just kind of went in trying to do my best to be strong, even though I did feel like I was going to, like, throw up the whole time. I was like, no, mm-hmm. we're fine. We're just going to power through this. Yeah. And one thing that kids kept telling me, like my peers, was you need to go home and see what's happening to that video. Like, you need to read the comments. Mm-hmm. And um, so I finally got home and I was like, okay, let me see what this is all about. And it had just gone, like, kind of viral in my community. People were commenting, like, their stories. They were telling me, you know, I've struggled with abuse in the past, and your story inspired me to get help. People were talking about different things they were insecure about. They were saying, you know, this is my insecurity, and because of you, I feel like I can accept it. Wow. Um, I had, like, a 100-plus messages from, like, people I had never even met just, you know, pouring their heart out and it was amazing for me. Even Demi Lovato. That is true. Even Demi Lovato at some point got involved in the story and got really inspired by it. And I think just like all of this showed me that when you have the courage to be who you are, you unknowingly inspire other people to do the same. You know, it's, it's yeah. not even, um, yeah, it's, it wasn't even like a conscious, like I was doing it for myself at first, like, that is the like essence of it. That's how it started off. I was going without my work for myself. But again, I think there's this magic that when you make true peace with who you are, you are just like automatically spreading peace and love to the world. Um, and I think that's so beautiful. And I think that's exactly what happened. And I saw that and I just knew I, I just knew I had to um, take it further than just this Facebook video. And that's kind of what even spurred the foundation. So mm-hmm. the response has been awesome. I've heard stories from all around the world. And it's it's just really, really um, changed my life as well. That's really powerful. And, you know, I, I can definitely relate to that. And it's so hard sometimes to talk about your greatest insecurities and the worst things that have happened in your life. But on the other side, when you see light bulbs come on for people in your audience or just in one-on-one conversations and they're able to actually tell you their insecurities and their struggles with self-worth, things that they've never talked about before it's just so fulfilling it, it brings me joy and I know it brings you joy and I can see that every time I've you know I, I've seen you talk and and just hearing you today um, I know that it's been worth it for you and you know my hope is that those that would be listening to you even on the podcast would would know the power in being able to share your story um, and mm-hmm. opening up conversations with other people, um, just being real and authentic in your relationships and um, in the circles that you you walk in and giving other people the power and the gift of saying me too and just saying, yeah, I've struggled with that too. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to say that. I think you've been doing that and challenging people all over the world to let go of things that have been holding them back in life and to be able to really you know, pursue their real purpose and to not mask it. And I'm just so proud of you for that. Thank you. I think the other thing that's been really cool about your story is just how it's taken on social media. So it's, um, what is it? Hashtag natural day. 
mm-hmm. where people can just post, and that's typically on February 13th, right? Yeah, so on February 13th, sometimes we will go viral in like either my hometown or different cities that are, have a lot of participation. But my hope is that one day it becomes just like this international movement where you know, everybody just feels comfortable to post. But it is cool to follow the hashtag on that day. You see people from all around the world um, sharing their stories, letting go of insecurities, posting pictures where they feel totally um, comfortable or pictures where they are totally out of their comfort zone, but they're just being brave for the day. Um, So it's, it's really cool to see. Yeah, that's so powerful. Just allowing people to just break free of the masks and the wigs that they are wearing, not, not the real physical ones, but just even to be able to say, this is me, take me or leave me. <laughs> yeah, I, I like to describe it as like a celebration of who you are. You yes. know, and I think a lot of people um, use it as that. And I love that. Well, you have so much courage and I'm, I'm so grateful that we can call you friend and just grateful for this opportunity to, to talk with you and hear more of your story. No doubt you're going to inspire so many people and we're just cheering for you as you continue to speak out and um, empower young girls to know their true worth and just want to remind you that you are absolutely beautiful and we're hugging you today. So thank you so much for joining us and I'm looking forward to hopefully doing some school tours with you in the future, Sana. Yeah, me too. I'm so excited to work with you and just continue to spread this message of empowerment. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe, write a review if you heard something you liked, even invite others to listen so we can be on this healing journey together. You can check us out on Facebook or go to IamOneVoice.org.